because I have a similar haircut to them and I'm the same size as the two of them put together. Like, I could be Cam and Rhea inside like a big Jew suit that they're operating. <laughs> Physical humor, good to do on a podcast. That's uh, already knocking it out of the park. I should, I should tell you, I am Jewish, which I feel like I have to say now that I have this mustache. Because I don't, I look so Italian when I have this mustache. I look crazy. I look like the guy on the cover of a pizza box, is what I look. That's why I'm just like, Mwah, just like a mama used to make. I look, I look like if you brought me a mitabala that was anything but spicy, I would be so upset with you. Why is the mitabala not spicy? I look. I could just keep doing this. I look, <laughs> this will be my entire set. I look like like Mario on disability a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, he got mesothelioma from spending all that time in the plumbing system. So now he just sits at home and thinks about taking ITT tech classes. <laughs> I, I look like the bouncer at an olive garden. Uh. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, it helps to know that I'm wearing like so, sort of a tight black t-shirt. I look very bouncer at olive garden. Uh, what else do I, oh, I look, I look so Italian. I look like I don't say the last vowel of certain Italian foods. You know what I'm talking about? Whether it's like, ooh, like a ravioli. I love like a good ravioli. <laughs> Like, they're so Italian, they just don't say the last vowel for some reason. Like a prosciutto, like a nice prosciutto with the salam and the ravioli and the prosciutto. <laughs> Until they slowly turn into a mozzarella ball and just bounce away. <laughs> uh, I, I, turned, uh, I, I, I turned 32, and what I'm realizing about my age is that I am now at the age where all of my friends' defining personality traits from their 20s are now becoming their biggest problems in their 30s. Does that make sense? Like, when my friends were in their 20s, in my 20s, I was like, oh man, you gotta meet my friend Nick. My friend Nick is so awesome. All he does is drink and party, dude. That's Nick. All he does is drink and party. Nick's fucking solid, dude. And now I'm 32, and now it's like, Nick? All Nick does is drink and party. <laughs> they took his kids. <laughs> The other kind of whack thing about getting older is that I now have to decorate like an adult. You know what I mean? In your 20s, decorating is so easy because all you have to do is just like arrange empty bottles of alcohol you consumed. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And then you put the fanciest one on the mantle, right? It's like Jägermeister because there's a deer on it. Welcome to my home. <laughs> Right, that's it. And then you have like, you have an unframed Scarface poster. That's your other thing you have. <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but the unframed with a bunch of like tack holes in all the corners, you know, Sev from all the times you moved it from apartment to your mom's house to apartment to your mom's house to that one person you shouldn't have lived with back to your mom's house. You know the one where he's just like, ah, like that one. <laughs> Ugh. Now, but now, now like, I like, I like decorating nice. Now, I like decorating like a 30-year-old, but the problem is most 30-year-olds sort of decorate the same. We all kind of do the same thing, right? Like, when you come to my house, it's like, welcome to my home. Uh, you know, please come on in. As you can see, there's a glass bowl full of glass beads for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why I have it, but I do. I'm 32 and I have it. It might be 
an artist take on cereal that I'm not supposed to eat anymore? You tell me. <laughs> if you come further in there, you can see, of course, a framed black and white picture of San Francisco? It might be. I don't know. <laughs> My whole house is just that part right before you leave Ikea. You know? You know right before where you just sort of pick your personality for the rest of your life? Like that part of Ikea where you're like, Oh, maybe I'm a fake ficus guy. <laughs> you know, I'm a fake ficus guy. That's me from... <laughs> you go there and buy a globe for some reason? You could buy a fucking globe. What is it? Why does an adult need a globe? We have circumnavigated the earth. We don't need globes anymore. Like a kid, fine, it's fun. But I'm an adult. I don't know one geographer. I don't need to have a globe. What am I going to do with a globe? Just walk up to it and spin it like, ah... Ethiopia, just as I suspected. <laughs> just as I suspected. Ugh. <laughs> oh. I guess the other thing the other thing I'm learning as I get older is that uh, we have been lied to about what makes a healthy relationship by romantic comedies and rhythm and blues music. <laughs> We've been larger when I was when I was in my twenties. I feel like I was informed that a relationship, for it to be worth anything, had to be insane. You know what I mean? It had to be crazy. You had to have so much passion for one another that you would run through airport security and risk getting tased. You know what I mean? Like that? That guy, you had to like show up at their house at three in the morning like, talk to me now instead of in seven hours like a reasonable person. It was crazy. And it, we, we, that didn't come from nowhere. That came from like movies. Movies taught us that. Like in real life, if someone showed up outside your house holding a boombox above their head, even if it, they were playing Phil Collins, you would still call the police. You would. And you'd be right to do it. We need to change that. We're all here in Hollywood. <laughs> We need to change it. We need to make, for the children, rom we need romantic comedies that enforce healthy relationships. That's what we need. We need, like, Gosling and Witherspoon just having a game night. That's it. It's just a game night, and then Gosling goes to bed, and Witherspoon stays up and watches one episode of The Crown. Uh, and she joins them in credits. That's <laughs> uh, I'd still, I feel lucky. You know, I'm, I'm single now and dating, and I, f I feel fortunate. I've realized I'm very fortunate that I am into fairly pedestrian sex. Because that's, you don't even really need to talk about it. It's like a given. I feel very lucky that I don't have very specific kinks. You know what I mean? Because, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I assume if you're going to be in a relationship with someone and you have, like, very specific things you like in bed... Everything has to still make sense. You have to like the same movies and hate the same restaurants and be able to make each other's parents laugh just enough. And then, and then also, she has to be okay with dressing like a mongoose and pretending your penis is a cobra, right? Like, it's just that one extra level. Because when do you even tell someone about that? At what point in the relationship? I'm so curious. Like, at what point in the relationship do you tell them? Because it can't be off right off the bat. That doesn't seem fair, right? Right when you meet them, that I don't have to do that, you know? I don't have to be like, wow, the honeydews this time of year. It's because of the rain. I think it's because of all the rain. That's a beautiful necklace. You just have to lay there, and we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's not right, so why should someone have to be like, you know, like, these are great honeydews. Do you know German? I need you to yell at me in German if this goes well. <laughs> but also, it doesn't feel right to wait until the last minute to do it. That feels like an ambush, a little bit. To wait until right before you have sex, that feels like an ambush. That feels like driving someone all the way to Disneyland and being like, the only ride that's open is the Haunted Mansion. You still wanna go? <laughs> I think, I think the right time to tell someone is like right after dinner, but before dessert. <laughs> Because when the server comes out and, you know, they give you the dessert menus, you know, and they're like, so, you know, you don't have to order anything, but just take a look. And if she's like, oh, I don't think I could eat anything else. I'm so stuffed. I would, I'd puke, you know, if I tried to eat anything else. And then you could be like, that would be okay. No. 
And then you know, right? And if she's not into it, at least you had a nice dinner. A couple of espressos to go, I guess. (laughs) I mentioned I'm Jewish earlier. It It is a weird time to be Jewish in this country. Because there's now a significant portion of this nation who thinks we aren't white anymore. Which is weird for me. Because I was getting real into being white, you know? I've been white my whole life, but I really feel like I was finally starting to explore it, you know? I bought wine. I bought like a lot of wine this year. I, now I can't have wine. I have to hide in that cellar, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought about doing stuff about it. I thought about changing my name to something less Jewish. I thought, I thought about that. I thought about changing it to Christian Church all the time. That's my new name. <laughs> Hi, how the hell are you? Christian Church all the time. Hey, Chris, I own wine. Christian Church all the time. Hi. <laughs> I thought about buying a gun. I, I, yeah, Boo is right. You're 100% right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big booze. But I thought about it right after. I was like, maybe I'm a gun guy. I'm not a gun guy. I am from Portland, Oregon. The new Portland. I can't. Not old Portland. I'm from new. Well, I am from old Portland, but I'm from new Portland. I can't. Every gun I've seen hasn't worked since the Spanish American War. You know, like. They're all just up on the wall of like rustic restaurants. <laughs> Here, I've, I've never seen a gun and not had a Moscow mule in my hands. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just like, ah, rough men, you know? <laughs> Besides, I can't own a gun. What am I going to do with a gun? Even if a white supremacist broke into my home with the intention of killing me and I confronted them with a gun, all I'd be doing is saying, hey, hey, here's the gun you're going to kill me with, Fritz. Go ahead. <laughs> Although maybe not. Have you seen the new Nazis? <laughs> They're not like the old Nazis. At least the original Nazis had the ability to knock out a push-up every now and then. Uh, these new Nazis, I don't think they can. They're doughy. They're a doughy people. And I say, and I say that as a doughy person. They just all look like hateful Michelin men. They're all this very... You know what I mean? They look like Juggalo without the makeup, feckless-ass motherfuckers. All of their hands look like latex gloves full of hand lotion, just a little wobbly Mountain Dew Code Red Xbox marathon and ass fucking... Oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I put a standing offer out on Twitter that if any of these new Nazis wanted to lay hands on a real Jew, that I was available for the service. And not one of them could get the chutzpah up to drive to Glendale to do it. Not one of them. <laughs> they can't even draw a swastika right. Have you seen them try to draw a swastika? It's so easy to draw a swastika. People have been doing it for thousands of years. It's so easy. You know, but they start, they're like, all right, got the first part, good. And then that, oh, I made a diamond. I accidentally made a diamond. (laughs) Now Ethel Rosenberg's grave is a Google location, I guess. Uh, It's my fault, kinda. This whole new Nazi thing. It's kinda my fault. It's kinda all of our fault, you know. We're here to... At a hip comedy show in a hip part of L.A. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know L.A. that well. (laughs) But we made fun of everything that shitty white guys like for like 20 years. And they, they banded together and they got their revenge by electing the shittiest white guy possible. (laughs) Think about it. We made fun of everything that shitty white guys like. I, I did. I especially did. We really did. Rap rock? <laughs> Shitty white guys love rap rock. If we would have given them one more socially acceptable Limp Bizkit album, Hillary would be president right now. <laughs> if we would have listened to Deerhoof privately <laughs> and publicly been like, what is that, corn? You listening to corn? I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's cool, and I think you're cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the People's History of the United States. Corn loves it. You should read it. (laughs) Fedoras? 
What do we give fedoras like a month at most? Justin Timberlake can't even wear fedoras. And shitty white guys love fedoras. They, they do. They love, right? They love to wear a fedora. And then like a, like a vest for some reason. And a graphic t-shirt underneath. And they think they look like Frank Sinatra. And we know they look like they work at a knife store at the mall. Should just let them get away with it. Cargo shorts? You can't wear cargo shorts anymore. People will savage you for wearing cargo shorts. And you know how I know that? I love cargo shorts. I love cargo shorts. A lot of white guys love cargo shorts. We love cargo. We love cargo. We love places to put stuff because we stole everything. <laughs> but you can't wear them anymore. I love a cargo short. I love that big pocket. You know, the big one down by the base of the leg? Like it's the perfect size for a good bread sandwich, you know? Like a good bread sandwich just slides perfectly in there like a glove. You know how Kurt Cameron believes that bananas are proof of God? Yeah, Kurt Cameron, former television actor, turned very Christian person, believes that <laughs> bananas are proof of God because the shape of a banana fits perfectly into the creases of a human hand. And in that, he sees God. And that's me with a sandwich pocket on cargo shorts. <laughs> So what do we do, you know? I don't know. I guess he'll be in office until whatever's gonna happen happens. <laughs> so what do we do? We can still be ourselves. We can still practice our values locally, you know? We still can. We can still be charitable, good people, accepting people. If you have the privilege to do so, you can put yourself between a harasser and a harassee. If you have the funds to do so, you can donate to Planned Parenthood, the Sierra Club, the ACLU, you know? You can still do that. Outside of that, I don't know. It's, it's scary. For you. Not for me. I've been Christian church all the time. Thank you. For <laughs> Are you guys ready to start the show? Are you ready? Put your hands together. I think you are. Your, your, next, your next comedian, is, he's, so, he's so funny, such a good dude. Every, every time he comes into a room, it gets like two degrees more comfortable, either warmer or colder, wherever it needs to be. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I like him so much, I know you will too. Please give a warm welcome to Paul Danke. Make some noise, everybody. Hey, Carmel, everybody. What a nice fucking guy. Give him for Ian. I know, if you're used to the regularly scheduled program of Cam and Rhea to go then from Ian and to just Ian and me, just a couple of dudes with the mustaches, very different startup for the first two faces you see on the show. Very different. <laughs> very different indeed. And I think that's okay. We're both Pacific Nor'westers. We are, uh, we're, where are you, where are you from? Seattle. Fudge, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Proper or? Uh, Proper. Capital. Google it. <laughs> Google it. You want to know? I had a great walk up here. I, I, never, I never look at my phone I'm walking. I never listen to headphones I'm walking. I just like to take in everything around me. And I just really think it's the, the right way to go about, go about town. And as I was walking up, I was so glad I did. I saw these four bros just like flexed, puffed chest, just like pow, doing it, loading this coffee table into the back of a Honda Element. <laughs> Paging Norman Rockwell. Let's fucking, <laughs> let's paint this shit. Oh, it was so good. It was so great. And, uh, and uh, you know, they all did, they all four high-fived and locked and bumped. And it was just like, boom, 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 boom. You know, it's just like, just the sound of the street. Just like, it was so nice. And then, um, you know, the two bros got into the Honda Element and, uh, and then the other two bros, they went back up into the apartment, and I realized that we watched a Craigslist sale gone right, and fucking bros for life right here. It's so much, like, intuitive and logical clap blocking. I was just like, yes, 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 this is so good. And then I saw, as I passed the guy in the Honda Element, they high-fived again. They were pumped with the product. 
and I got to pass the two bros going into the apartment building. Again, you know what? High-fiving. <laughs> now, this just wasn't any regular high-five because one of the guys was also, and I swear to you, taking his shirt off. It was, <laughs> it was fucking, I was just, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. Uh, and just to know that they're all right now doing cocaine off of their new coffee tables in two different apartments, both so happy. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm not going to be that happy for a while. But that's okay. That's okay. You know, my time will come. You know what they say. Um, I don't want to shit on those guys too much because that's not fair. They are who they are. And, you know, maybe that's just how it is. Like, uh, I got a five-year-old girl and I caught her yesterday hitting the dab. Fucking embarrassing. Fucking! I was like, it was like this 2015. What are you? What are you doing? You're humiliating. You're. We live in Echo Park, babe, 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 babe. We don't. Da- we can't. Don't. But you know, she goes to public school. You don't go to public school and not hit the dab. It's fucking kindergarten. They're all hitting the dab like it's. Like I said, 2015. It's f- fucking cringeworthy. Just a bunch of five-year-old losers like behind the times, and I'm like, I can't correct this. Very hard to watch. Very sad, actually. Uh, man, I was on the... I, I, fly, I got two girls, and I fly with them all the time, and people are like, oh, do you, do you feel bad when they're, like, bad? And I was like, no, first of all. I don't feel fucking bad at all if they're bad. Tough shit. It's the bus, all right? It's in the sky. You're on the fucking bus. Forgive me. You had to pay extra for a fucking bag to check it's the bus people get used to it i don't feel bad i saw this thing it was like people people (laughs) handing out starbucks cards to people around them if they felt like their child was crying too much i'm like all of my friends won't get on an airplane without shoving a weed brownie into their mouth right before getting to security like insecurity like what and now i'm about to Mm-hmm. 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 Drink all this water. Gawk, gawk, gawk. I'm supposed to give them a fucking Starbucks card. They can tune out. They can tune out. There's no fucking. There's no alcohol for children. There's just well, there is, but that's another. Another story for another day. I'm not gonna do that for you guys. Um, oh, we live in such a fun time, such a rich time with online culture. It's so great, so fun. I have so many hilarious friends. Just crushing people and boy that's fun that's just you know it's like I don't even have to be involved in the beef anymore just to watch it go down so ruthlessly oh warms the cockles of my heart it really does just to see a peer just taking on a D-list celebrity or some nobody and just just slitting their throat in front of everybody on Twitter to see and we all just go like <laughs> Oh, I like watching that so much, I'm going to retweet that. I think my people are going to watch that evisceration. Mm-mm-mm. It is a double-edged sword, though, because then you start to love your own shit too much. You get a little too proud of your digs. That's not good. That's not a cute look for a comedian. It's too vain. It's not good. Pose. It looks good. You're like, oh, shit. And then it starts to look too good, right? You hit past, like, 35 likes. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Over a fucking at reply? Oh, shit. Ooh, I'm wrecking this world. I can't even believe it. You turn into fucking Gollum like this is the one ring and you just can't stop checking. You're like, what What? What damage did it do? I, you know what? You know, I'm not going to check. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? That tweet was so far. I'm going to get myself a nice cold glass of water. And then you're just like filling up the water and you just pull. You can't even get through it. It's so vain. And then, the, you, then you hit the precipice. Then you hit the, the breaking point of it all. You just, it looks so good. You're so obsessed with how good your fucking burn looks that you just, you just can't, you can't believe that. You can't believe that you're about to do it. But I'm, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to screenshot this shit. I'm going to put it on Instagram. Oh, and that feels good. That feels better than it than on Twitter. It does. It does. It does. Because Twitter's a, it's a scroll, baby. It's the river. It's, it's over. It's, it's here. And it's back there. It's not even. But Instagram. <laughs> People linger on Instagram. You know, that's like a lazy river. We're all just. I saw that shit. Yeah, I saw that. 
and I see the post and all I see is 15% battery life. Plug your phone in. Plug it in. Plug it. Coming up here just, just ripping people apart. It's 10.15 a.m. I see on your screen and you have 13% battery life. This is embarrassing. You should absolutely plug your shit in. Get your house in order. You little fucking... Mm-mm. Like I said, vain. You gotta be careful, comedians. It's bad for all of us. Here's a fun fact. Statistically now, 2017, you're more likely to die from a selfie-related incident than a shark attack. Isn't that sick? Oh, no? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's so rad because Jaws was dope. We love Jaws. But Jaws is is a feeble predator. They're not even killing as many people as selfies. (laughs) We're, oh, I'm not going to get in the water. Oh, my God. Don't get into a cool bathroom. (laughs) That's what's really going to take you out. (laughs) Oh, shit. The lighting in here looks good. Wow, it's over. You better hope you got that goddamn shot. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. Get that shot. Oh, man. God, I feel bad. Thank you. Got the light. Oh, why do you, um, you think they shut down Runyon Canyon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too many hiking buddies just... Do the thing. Oh, my God. Is that Culver City? Oh, shit. That is Culver City, dude. I fucking love Culver City. Dude, I fucking love Culver City, too. Remember when we went out to Culver City? That f- Dude, Culver City for... Let's get a shot with us with Culver City. One, two... <laughs> Ass over tea kettle flying down the side of Runya Canyon. Boba flying everywhere. Everywhere. There, you go up there, there's Lululemon just raked down the side of the mountain. Bunch of fat mountain lions like this is great. This is great. Man, you guys have been a lot of fun. I'm Paul Danke. Uh Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And Carmel, everybody. Give it up for Paul Danke, everybody. Don't you just want to go camping with him? I would, it just seems like it would be great. You go camping with Paul, and then Paul would get up early, and breakfast would be ready, and he knows how to play four songs on the guitar. That's just the vibe I get. Five? Five songs, baby. One of them's definitely by Jackson Brown. <laughs> what a fun show. Are you guys having a good time so far? You're such a fun crowd. Such a great crowd. I heard about these crowds. You're one of those great crowds. Heard a lot about those great crowds. Ladies and gentlemen, your next comedian is so funny. He's uh he's one of the he's one of the sharpest witted people I know. He'll just he'll just dice up a conversation like a, like with like he's got a Ginsu knife. How's that for a reference? I've only heard that in other jokes. I've never seen a Ginsu knife. I don't know what it is, but I pieced it together enough to be like Ginsu knives. Sharp, I think. I think sharp. Could be wrong. Uh, he's so funny. He also happens to be my father, Ivan Carmel's favorite comedian. So I'm doing okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mike Lawrence. You're going to love him. Make some noise. Oh, man. He asked what he should say about me, and I was like, just go on your own and, you know, say whatever you want. And I got a Teamsters eulogy. That was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I like I like that he's Ian and his dad's name is Ivan, like slightly less lazy than a junior, but not by much. One letter, it's different. <laughs> oh, he likes it, all right? You judgmental fucks. <laughs> you think, oh no. <laughs> you never make fun of a father's lack of creativity when naming someone. Oh, and then I have five minutes on George Foreman. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, he even named a grill after himself. That egotistical bastard, huh? So, uh, you guys like the theme so far of every person being creepier than the last? Do you like that? <laughs> Dude, are you coming up next? Are you one of the comics? Holy shit. <laughs> I feel like we could all be in a barista guess who. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Brought to you by Parker Hipster. Um, so, oh, that was a fuck. <laughs> um, oh man, so this is fun, guys. I, uh, I am a nerd. I'm a, I'm a self-hating nerd. It took many years to realize that. It, nerds, we suck. We ruin a lot of shit. Like this is something I found out. You want to know what the two most downvoted videos in YouTube history are? Uh, the trailer for the female Ghostbusters and a trailer for a Call of Duty game where they went to space. So <laughs> basically, nerds just hate any type of progress at all. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but but it is funny. Like as as a nerd watching non-nerds like complain about pop culture. Like this was fascinating recently when all those people were getting upset about the first openly gay. Disney character, you know, people who said school instead of school, but people, you know, and uh, we're all wondering who was the first openly gay Disney character going to be, right? Was it Timon and or Pumbaa, you know, <laughs> not Flounder, right? Like, the Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp, right? And then we found out we all know who it is, right? LeFoe, right? The little guy from the original 1991 Beauty and the Beast who just sang about how much he loved Gaston. <laughs> Not pussy loving LeFoe. <laughs> They're taking everything from us. <laughs> What's next? Our right to turn down abortions? Um, <laughs> so I want to read some lyrics from the original uh, Beauty and in, in, in the Beast uh, that LaFoe sings back when he was a heterosexual dude. <laughs> no one's slick as Gaston. No one's quick as Gaston. No one's neck is as incredibly thick as Gaston's. <laughs> For there's no man in town half as manly, perfect a pure paragon. You can ask any Tom, Dick, or Stanley... And they'll tell you whose team they'd prefer to be on. <laughs> you know, because he's like writing those lyrics while in bed with his wife, you know. One hand eating some beef jerky, the other swigging some Michelob, you know. <laughs> and she's like, honey, go to bed. And he's like, shut up, woman. Gaston needs to know how I feel about him. <laughs> it's platonic. <laughs> I also like that it's said in France, but there's a bunch of Tom Dicks and Stanleys. Um, so, <laughs> the last few months have been crazy with the election, fucking over a, a hundred days now, and still, like, my friends can't get it. Like, how could this happen? I, why did this happen? And I'm originally from Florida, so I know the answer. Uh, <laughs> Florida's the worst, right? Florida only exists so that Texas can sleep at night. <laughs> like, Florida's state flag should just be an Ed Hardy t-shirt stapled to another Ed Hardy t-shirt. <laughs> and Florida's so shitty, it won't even let you, like, be sympathetic to it because it's too hardcore for that, you know? Like, uh, for, for instance, when those horrible nightclub... Uh, murders happened in Orlando. Everyone was like, oh, Florida. We're so sorry, Florida. And then the next day, an alligator ate a baby, and you're like, God damn it, Florida. Can you just stop being Florida for a second? And Florida was like, what? I'm sorry. Pitbull is music. <laughs> what I like about... Trump is his lack of subtlety. I like that every single cabinet member is handpicked from a different part of the Ghostbuster containment unit. <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying that Steve Bannon is ugly. I'm just saying he makes me feel attractive by comparison. You know? <laughs> that is a three that makes me proud to be a four. Uh, <laughs> Steve Bannon looks like the last guy a stripper gives a lap dance to before she goes off to medical school and fixes her life. You know? I'm sorry, Mama. I'm sorry, Papa. I am beautiful, no matter what. Steve Bannon looks like he professionally gets paid to just yell ass to ass in weird rooms. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh... <laughs> And, 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 
and and fuck fuck the people who are against Muslims in this country. Fuck those assholes who support uh, the Muslim ban. You would never be against Muslims in this country if you've ever had a white Uber drive you driver tell you about their dreams. All right. <laughs> That's the fucking worst. I would rather deal with the craziest looking Syrian guy than a 42-year-old named Jeff who's telling me about his improv troupe, okay? Like, we are deporting the wrong people. I know I am saying that on an improv troupe burial ground, but seriously. (laughs) Del Close's ghost just comes in. (laughs) Follow the fear. Yeah. I think that's one of the things the Scarecrow says when you lose at Arkham. Um, All right, too narrow. (laughs) People say audiences aren't honest. They're like, we know. They're like, no, we like you. You just flew a little too close to the sun on that one. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's funny with Uber. Like, that's going to be, like, the new jobs, you know? Like, there's not going to be factories anymore. Like, 100 years from now, there's just going to be some dumb hick, and he's going to be like, my dad was an Uber driver. My grandpapa was an Uber driver. And me, I work for Lyft because the heart has to find itself. Oh, man. I, uh, <laughs> I feel like sometimes people are, like, trapped it, like by occupation, by their names. Like, like, Parappa the Rapper had very few career options, you know? It's like, fuck, I'm Parappa. <laughs> I guess I got to learn how to rap you know? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it'd be weirder, weirder if his name was pronounced Parepa, because then he'd be even more limited. So, um, see, ah, that fucking UCB honesty. <laughs> we'll blog about you, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> this is fun that that I found out about Trump. We all know that uh, he has a uh, tower named after himself, just in case we didn't think he was the final boss in a video game. <laughs> And one of uh, one of the things about Trump Tower is that there's like residents there, just like people that live there. And one of them is Bruce Willis. The actor Bruce Willis has a, a place in Trump Tower. And ever since I heard about that, I cannot stop thinking about the idea of terrorists trying to take over <laughs> Trump Tower and Bruce Willis having to use all the skills he learned in two good and three disappointing action movies and immediately dying because he's just an actor. Oh, God. They can call it Die Easy. His catchphrase will be yippee Kai" because they shoot him before the yay. <laughs> this side gets me. Uh, <laughs> It is a row of empty chairs. <laughs> Podcast. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> so I'll leave you with this. Um, th- this will ruin my day. This, this pisses me off. You know, you go to the grocery store, the pharmacy, you want to buy something, you take out your credit card. Like, I'm going to do a little swipe, right? My signature swipe. You don't get to do that anymore, though, do you? No, you know what happens now. They go, actually, it's a chip card, right? Sometimes with, like, the most hate they've ever had for a person. (laughs) Oh, you weren't at the CBS staff meeting last month? It's a chip card. You didn't realize that there were new technological advancements every day? Well, TikTok, Gramps, it's a fucking chip card. All hail Skynet, right? The chip card... Is the worst. It never works. It takes forever. You know, and guys, we hate it the most because it just reminds us of awkwardly losing our virginity. Oh, yeah. Because you're looking at that cashier going, is it in yet? Is it in? <laughs> Should I take it out? Okay, take it out. Or just put it back in. Just put it back in. Hey, why are you crying? You know? I'm just going to go back to the self-checkout where no one judges me. <laughs> The self-checkout is so sad, right? Like, there's always the one guy at self-checkout who's not, like, allowed to be with the regular cashiers. He's just the self-checkout Sherpa that has to guide you when you fail. (laughs) Because it feels like he, like, you know, made some accident. Like, a kid died the last time I was a cashier. (laughs) Guys, I'm Mike Lawrence. Thank you so much.
so funny. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another wonderful comedian for you coming up right now. Uh, she she was just on an episode of Veep. Huh? Can we make some noise for that? Yeah. It's not bad. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a very warm welcome to the very funny Erica Rhodes. Make some noise, everybody! Thank you. Hello. What's happening? <laughs> anything? Is anything happening? Not in my career, besides Veep. I've been on as many shows as you can be on with as few lines as you can possibly have and made as little money as you possibly can make doing as little as you possibly can do. So, welcome to my career. I'm trying to appreciate the journey, like people say. <laughs> Except every day I wake up and I'm like, this is going to be a really good story. Like, someday when I make it, like, oh yeah, one time I was driving without car insurance and living without health insurance and had to call my aunt to wire me money for gas. Um, but the problem is that keeps happening, but then I wake up and the, you know, the success part doesn't happen. So it's all a, a dream of these wonderful, I'm just collecting wonderful failure stories <laughs> for my autobiography that's going to be called Lots Not Going On. <laughs> Just made that up in the moment. Um, <laughs> you can't tell. Lots Not Going On. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think I could have had a really, really big acting career if I had listened. I had um, David Mamet once for a teacher and he once was like if you if you don't fix your voice you're never going to have a career and so far he's right so i just probably <laughs> didn't i just didn't want to do the hahamas you know you had to keep doing like you had to wake up every morning and go hahama hahama mama 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 and i'm not just not doing that <laughs> Not going to happen. I do think in the future we're all going to have 15 minutes of anonymity. <laughs> Just starting mine early, doing it now. <laughs> Getting it. Here's one, here, here's another clue besides your bank account that you haven't made it yet. If after a show, a lot of people come up to you and they go, I think you're really going to make it. <laughs> That's a sign you haven't made it. <laughs> So if you made it, no one has to tell you. I think you. I think you got this. I think one day that line from Veep is gonna push you to the top, the food chain, because it's all a food chain, and I'm getting eaten alive. Okay. Anyway, so, but we're here. I'm happy to be here. I just went through a breakup, um, but that's good because it means it was a real relationship. You know. Usually I'm like, it's over. And he's like, who is this? <laughs> I feel like breakups, used, they used to be easier, you know, before the internet. It used to be like, sorry, it didn't work out. Have a nice life, right? That's it. Over. Now it's like, sorry, it didn't work out. I'll see you online forever. <laughs> Depending on how much you stalk them. For me, it's, it's definitely forever. <laughs> I was thinking, like, you know, we broke up a lot, like, pretty much every week. And I was like, is this normal? And then I was like, well, maybe most relationships are just really long breakups. Like, maybe we just keep on breaking up over and over and over until it's finally officially over. And then marriage is like, oops, we forgot. Forgot. <laughs> forgot to go through with it. Um, getting a little bit older, I know, like, I'm, you know, well, my voice has stayed the same age. But I'm also not old enough to complain about it, but I'm also too old to still be ironing my clothes with my blow dryer. <laughs> you know, like, that's not cute anymore. Um, also, I'm, like, crossing things off the bucket list, but not because I did them. <laughs> More because I'm like, that's not ever happening. <laughs> be on Letterman? Nope. One person, I've said that joke a couple times and no one seems to get that Letterman's not on the air anymore. <laughs> you guys realize he retired and that's dream crush number one. Um, kids before 30, nope. 
Insert number three goal. Nope. <laughs> also, don't want to go out as much. Like, I went to a bar the other night. Um, we stayed for, like, five minutes. I was with a friend. And we got bored, and we're like, you want to go? Let's go. And as we were walking in our car, she's like, oh, oh my God, Erica. We're, we're getting older. We're not fun anymore. And I was like, no. Listen. Listen. That's not what's happening. It's not that we're not fun anymore. It's that we're getting older. We're getting wiser. And we're realizing... It was never fun. <laughs> Just pretended this whole time. I want to do like non-motivational quotes on Instagram. Should go something like, "Just don't." <laughs> or there doesn't have to be another day. <laughs> Or you can always live the life you imagined if you have a really shitty imagination. <laughs> I'm not suicidal because anytime I've ever contemplated about suicide, I'm like, but then I'd have to clean my room. <laughs> like, I don't want anyone finding me here. So. <laughs> Procrastination is the great lifesaver. That's what I'm trying to say. I hate, I hate people who pretend to be depressed, you know, who aren't really. Like, I'll be like, I'm depressed, and my friend will be like, me too. <laughs> and I'll be, really? Really? So you've, you've gone grocery shopping and cried in the aisle because you couldn't figure out which flavor goldfish to buy? <laughs> You're depressed? Really, you're so depressed that one time you had therapy outside your car window because you couldn't get out of your car to go to therapy? That's how depressed... You're so depressed that you've Googled what happens if you take too many Tylenol but not enough? <laughs> or did you just wake up past noon one day? Is that... Cry during Beauty and the Beast. Did you guys see Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. 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 You didn't like it? Oh, you didn't see it. You were like shaking your head like, yeah. Like someone else said, yeah, and you did that. So I was like thinking you were the same person saying, yeah. But you said, so that doesn't count? Okay. So, but why is it a bad idea? Because it was so emotional? Oh, it's loud because of the singing? There, it's not violent? No. Okay. Just bright and loud and like any sort. It's a musical still. Because I think, this is my theory about, tell me if you agree with this. I think we're teaching, you know, if we're going to evolve past the original Beauty and the Beast and we're going to keep remaking it over and over and over, I think we need to have a different ending this time. You know, because they've remade it like three times, I think. So this is like the fourth time. So what I think should happen is she should fall for the beast, fall in love, and then the beast should stay a beast. That's it. Right? Because why should she fall? Why are we teaching kids like, oh, you know what? If you fall madly in love with somebody, then you're going to be rewarded and he's going to turn into this hot prince that you thought you always wanted with tons of money. <laughs> what I think should happen is she should fall in love with the beast, the beast should stay a beast, and true love should be its own reward. <laughs> that's, the real, that's the real heart of the story here. You don't get rewarded with a superficial outcome. <laughs> the bee should stay, the frog should stay a frog. Because they usually do. <laughs> it's just life. None of the frogs I've fallen for turn into amazing princes with a Porsche. <laughs> just guessing that a prince drives a Porsche. Um, that was just a theory, maybe not a joke. Just... Uh, <laughs> I think we're losing our innocence too early in life now. Um, I noticed I lo lost my innocence the other day. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've lost it a long time ago, but I realized that I lost it when I was talking about the never-ending story with a friend. Did you guys see? That was my favorite movie as a kid. I was like, I love that movie. And, she go, and I go, but I can't watch it. I can't watch it now. And she goes, why not? Because the horse dies in the end. 
And I was like, no, because the special effects don't hold up. <laughs> and then I felt really sad, because, yeah, the horse does die, and I should, that should be the sad part. <laughs> that is the sad part. Um, hmm. This set has been weird for me, because... Uh, <laughs> because I didn't do a lot of jokes. Um, I did a lot of venting. That's, I don't know if you could tell the difference, but sometimes venting doesn't have a punchline. And then it's hard to do an end joke because I'm like, how do I wrap it up when everything, oh, I could talk about having a vi vibrator jokes are big, right? <laughs> People like that. I got one. Um, I like it, but it freaks me out because I'm not used to getting so much attention. You know, I'm like, okay, calm down, pal. Give me some breathing room here. And then one time I caught myself faking an orgasm. And I was like, who am I trying to impress? Just the two of us. You're not making a, a movie. Plus, I'm really bad at faking orgasms because I can't cry on cue. So it's... I'll end there. Thanks. You've been really fun, you guys. Thanks so much. Give it up for Anne Carroll, everybody. Yeah. So, uh, I just got they just got some disturbing news. Not that bad. Don't worry or anything. But uh, you know the band Sublime. <laughs> The band's abrupt, it just recently came out that their lead singer, they did, he actually did practice Santeria. <laughs> Apparently pretty heavily between 1989 and the fall of 1991. So, I don't know if that ruins anybody's night. <laughs> ah, ah, you guys, I don't know. I'm just having a good time up here. Are you guys having a good time? Like nice, because I'm friends with most of them. Like custom introductions. I just met your next comedian. Really, I, I, know, I know knew about him, but I just met him. So I, it's hard to speak from the heart. But he seems real chill. He really seems cool. I like his sweatshirt. He seems awesome. I feel like he'd fit right in camping with me and Paul Danke. I feel like he'd be a clutch dude in that situation. He looks like he knows a restaurant in your neighborhood that you don't even know about. And then he takes you there, and it's so good. And then you like get Postmates from there like all the time. Like he's got kind of like that real chill vibe. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it a very warm welcome to Greg Barris. Make some noise, everybody! Thank you so much. Thanks for coming out to the show. <laughs> Anyone else need to get in there? <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> they like the bit about the kissing in the front. <sighs> Whoa, seven more men. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Stretch it. <laughs> Ah, feels good up top, feels good up top. Over uh, lots happening in the world, lots going on in my life. Like what? Let's just get into it. Um, it's good to be here, it's good to be alive, it's good to feel alive. Uh, those are most of the notes. Oh, there were some notes. We can <laughs> They like him. But are they gonna tip him? I don't know. They should tip him, I mean, why wouldn't they tip him? Is it a dippable profession? How many 50s do you have? It'd be cool if we made it rain 50s on him. <laughs> I am dealing with some anxiety in my life. Has anyone else seen with anxiety at all in their life? One, two, three, four, five people. Everyone else cool as a cucumber. 24-7, never any problems. I look good. I feel good. Everyone likes me. Dealing with some anxiety. What do you, uh, four people, what do you do to deal with your anxiety? The polar extremes of each other. <laughs> Nothing in Xanax, but both like loud and proud. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool, 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 cool. 
I, uh, this is what I've been doing. You guys can do it if you need something to do. Is I get myself up in the morning. <laughs> I get my body in front of my floor-to-ceiling mirror. How do you guys say the word mirror? mirror? I get myself in front of my mirror. And I look at myself, and I get this in my head. And then you should do this too. Get this in your head. I get this in my head. That everyone I see throughout my day, every single person is looking at me. And they're looking at me and they're thinking, I just want to get a piece of that ass. <laughs> and that's what they're thinking about you. And you know what the truth is? What? I'll tell you what. They can't have it. Because they don't deserve it. Exactly. They don't deserve it. They don't know you. They don't know anything about you. They don't know your struggle, your life. Have a day, deposit a couple dollars in the bank, whatever you got. Bank teller's like, well, that'll be all. It's like, I know what you're thinking, bank teller. <laughs> Grab your blouse, cover more of your blouse with it. <laughs> um, clean coal, that's people talking about clean coal, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. Clean coal. <laughs> clean coal. You're gonna let them spin that stuff on you, clean coal. <laughs> I got the clean hepatitis. That's what the C stands for. Clean. I saw a man walking down the street with his phone in front of his face like this, right in front of his face, no headphones, speakers blaring, riveted, riveted, walking, Batman begins. <laughs> Other people like <laughs> Um This is true <laughs> not like everything else. <laughs> is true is my parents are retired and they are both poorer than I thought they'd be and now they, my parents are Uber drivers. Both of my parents are Uber drivers. Oh. Sadder, sadder than I thought it'd be. My parents do it together and my dad just rides along and my dad is 80 years old and is usually asleep when he comes to get you. There is very little difference between a sleeping 80-year-old man and an old dead man. Very little difference. Is that a dead guy? What, you never, took, you never took an Uber before? You never been in no Uber? Yeah, no, I've been in an Uber. I know that sometimes there's a dead guy. I'm not a mook. I'm no mook. I'm no mook. I'm not a mook. And my dad won't even, sometimes he'll give like, like, one day you, you, you start dying faster than you start living. <laughs> um, so much happening in my life, so much to talk about, so much to talk about. I, uh, we're getting older, we're all getting older all the time soon. We'll be dead, soon everyone we know will be dead, soon everyone who ever knew people that knew people that knew us, they'll all be dead. That's part of my set I like to call. <laughs> Couple ways I know I'm getting older. One is um, the... Uh, <laughs> One is you used to like walk around. If you walk around LA at night or like go to like a, one of the cool clubs, people walk past you and like whisper like a sweet nothing in your ear. They're very professionals and they'll be like, Coke, Coke, smoke, smoke. <laughs> Coke, 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 smoke. What? <laughs> now, as I'm getting older, they're like, Coke, Coke, smoke. Custom medical orthotics. <laughs>
Mike shucks. <laughs> we should tip him. He's right. <laughs> Just fifties, fifties, fifties. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. People will be like, hey, that was cool. The other way I know I'm getting older is I used to audition for stuff like uh, cute uh, cute hipster boy. Cute little baby hipster with perfect little ch- <laughs> Caucasian. <laughs> now it's like hipster dad. Old dead hipster body in the river. <laughs> it's been six months. His family stopped looking found by a child that was uninterested. (laughs) Mostly eaten by coconut crabs. (laughs) Uh, Look, I even like that part still. That's good. That's how you know it's good. (laughs) Uh, This has been fun. You guys are nice people. You guys are good people. You guys are good people. Smile at the good people. Say they're good people. Don't talk about looking and saying, oh, uh, it's good to be alive. Did that. My brother's got a kid. Who cares? I, uh, <laughs> he's not the, I could have a kid. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, hey, welcome to the woke game. Hey, look who's woke. I'm woke. Everybody's woke. You know what? There's such a thing as being too woke. <laughs> the great serpent can't help all of us all the time. You guys get it. <laughs> Get it? Um, I gotta get out of here. You ever see someone just uh, looking at their phone for a long time and you realize they're just staring at their home screen? <laughs> Thanks so much. You guys have a good night. <laughs> Give them a great Paris, everybody! Yeah. Yes, indeed. Have you guys had a good time tonight? Have you had, have you had a fun? Good, because I got some more bad news. They just, they were exhuming <laughs> the, par- the property that Bradley Noah lived in, and they, uh, they found a crystal ball. <laughs> he, lied to, he lied to all of us. <laughs> uh, you guys, we, folks, we have one more comedian for you. Are you, are you, are you ready for one, one more comedian? Are you ready for your headliner? Folks, you've seen you've seen your next comedian just just crushing it all over stages, and soon you'll be able to see her half hour on Comedy Central. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Naomi Ekperigan. Make some noise, everybody! Put your hands together. Naomi, did you try to filter fish? I did. Oh, what did you think? It's so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> she's right. I love it, but she's right. There's no way if somebody put it like I ate it since a kid, and so I like it. But there's no way if somebody put that in front of me right now, I would eat it. That feels like something that should come out of a machine at a modern art museum. <laughs> Ah, well, I have no further revelations about Bradley Noel or the band Sublime. Did you guys have a good time tonight? That's been our show. Put Your Hands Together is here usually with uh, Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher. Uh, But, you know, next it wasn't this time. So, But usually it is here at the UCB on Franklin every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Make sure you come back. Thank you for coming this time. Thank you for listening if you're listening to this on a podcast. And uh, everybody have a wonderful night. Get home safe. Thank you so much. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.